Welcome to Breaking Ice and Building Bridges from Possibilities. I'm Kelly Johnson. And I'm Byron Jackson. Glad you're here. Connecting a community through conversation. Good morning. It's another Breaking Ice Building Bridges. I'm Jazz, a.k.a. Jazzmatazz. We are so glad to have you listening to us today. I have two amazing guests with me. One is a recurring compadre, a dear friend of mine. We've got Santiago in the room. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a new guest. We have Crystal, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hi, Crystal. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'm Crystal and uh, I own Sage and Apothecary. We are a plant-based company and I, I just love getting to know great people and helping them learn how to improve their own space and with their well-being with plants. And what an amazing time it is for uh, us to be having this conversation. It is spring. Things are growing. Um, there's lots of green around the city. I am so excited to have you here today. And um, Santiago, I want to not always not let you introduce yourself. So I'm going to let you do that. And we may or may not edit that out at your sure, discretion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm a composer, podcaster, producer, singer, songwriter. I think that's the shortest way that I can put it. So yeah, if it involves music or audio, I do it. Fantastic. Awesome. So today we looked at blocks because I'm a child and I needed help with our topic today. But no, I think, I think we had something that needed to be discussed that made itself apparent in the universe. And that was the topic of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I want to let our listeners know that intimacy can take shape in many forms and can be experienced in different ways by everybody. So please have an open mind and don't go running to turn off the show because it's going to be okay. Oh no, it's going to be uncomfortable. Oh, the uncomfortability. No, we're here to have conversations that are difficult but needed and in the spirit of bringing people together. So with that, I would like to ask you, Crystal, what is intimacy to you? Intimacy to me is an interaction that um, promotes and produces closeness. Um, so for people, whether it's sharing stories with one another, whether it is uh, taking a walk together, intimacy is something that is far um, bigger than just people oftentimes, especially in our culture, think that it has to do with sex, but not necessarily so. Intimacy is really about the connection between you and another human being, uh, whether that's an emotional connection, a spiritual connection, or a physical connection. And so for me, that's what intimacy is. It's gaining that connection with another individual through an experience. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to acknowledge the intimacy that we experience on the day to day, those really little things that some people may overlook or uh, not realize um, until after the fact. You mentioned having an apothecary, which uh, leads me to believe that you help people on a daily basis and you get to know them on a uh, another level than just meeting them off the street. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Sure. Uh, you know, so when people come, you know, to my apothecary, they're coming to shop beautiful products that are made from plants by hand. And every plant, of course, has some some special characteristics that make it unique and beneficial. But oftentimes they're coming with a story or a question or a concern or something they want to work on in life. And it might be, hey, I've been really anxious lately. I've been really stressed. And we talked about, well, what does your day look like? Your average Tuesday. And they'll explain it. And, um, you know, the question is, how does it make you feel? You know, what do you desire? What's a dream that you forgot you had? And as we talk about that, and we talk about them taking some time, considering something as drinking um, a cup of tea, if they enjoy tea, or taking some time to write some, some positive words on a mirror for themselves, or, you know, let's connect you back to the things that really are the core of who you are and that makes your spirit smile from the inside out. And it's giving them a chance to walk a road uh, of oneness with themselves. We always start with self first and plants really allow people to do that because even when they're in nature, whether it's on a hike, whether it's going to the beach, whether it's just sitting outside and, and taking in the wind blowing on a, on a beautiful day, people really need that time for themselves and for the healing of their emotions and their well-being. And so for me, I enjoy using plants uh, while having that conversation and telling them the benefit to those plants and talking to them about what they need. Where are you? What are struggles that you're having? What's a repetitive struggle that you've had? And let's talk about the why. Because the common denominator in a repetitive struggle is you as a person. So it makes us kind of reflect more on ourselves. What's my role in this? How did I get back here again? Or what am I attracting to myself? You know, you might be a beautiful person and helpful and sweet, but are you giving off codependency? vibes? Are you giving off um, insecurity um, or things like that? And so that might be sometimes why people, you know, struggle with small things like that. So it's having those conversations and helping them just realize their own path. Um, I'm not here to tell them what to do. I'm just here to be your guide as you get to know yourself better and those that you care about and to be the balance and the reason. Absolutely. And that is such a beautiful thing. I, I, I think a lot of folks tend to want to avoid the self or not acknowledge the self in the act of intimacy and, and, and recognizing when I hear intimacy, I see recognition. I see you, I hear you, I experience you. And to be able to do that inwardly can be such a challenge for so many people. So I want to say thank you for uh, being one to, to help people do that. That's incredible. And in the realm of plants and all things fun, Santiago, I know that your house is a lovely garden of beautiful plants, but I also, I want to hear about that, but I also want to hear your take on intimacy too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's more that my wife is, just has the eye for like interior design and I've been raised as a man. And so like that doesn't happen in my brain. And so it's like, if it had been up to me, there would be like, it would just be the, the barren landscape that is an interior, but instead it's like, Hey, we got like posters and plants and, you know, light and all these sorts of things that really make a space feel more like home and alive. And I'm grateful that uh, my wife has made our, house a home uh <laughs> so i just get to partake in the beauty of plants and nature around us uh but yeah it it's also a little bit of work so you gotta you gotta actually take care of the plants <laughs> 
Um, but as far as intimacy, I interact with that a fair bit myself as well. So having done my podcast for over seven years, it is a very intentional conversation towards deep stuff and spiritual stuff or philosophical things. And so the approach that I have to have is to allow people to be willing to share themselves and share what they've been through, what their experiences, what shaped them and why they do what they do, why they believe what they believe and being open to that. And so I think near the beginning of when I started the podcast, I was a like recent uh, atheist and, you know, I, I grew up Catholic and I fell out of religion and the whole like, you know, angry atheist phase that happens right after that. Um, and it's interesting because that is around when I started my podcast, but because my podcast is about interviewing people and getting to know them on a deeper level, I was, I sort of forced myself to just listen to people and hear them out and be comfortable in like, wow, these are your views. And I acknowledge that these are the experiences that you've had that have gotten you there. And so it really helped me soften a lot. And instead of trying to push back, I instead just like let everything be what it is. And I think that has allowed for a much better experience in the conversations that I have with people and that, yeah, I mean, people have like come out on my podcast or people have, you know, shared experiences that they've never told anyone before. And so I'm grateful that I've been able to share that level of intimacy with other people, but then also in the day to day, I mean, not just the podcast that I'm hosting, but the podcast that I'm recording and, you know, making sure that people come into the space and feel comfortable enough to share their stories and, and, you know, be able to, um, or, or even with like the, the podcast workshops as well is a very, uh, intimate experience and people are sharing things that they never thought they would have shared at a podcast workshop. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at this last one that you were at, you know, people were crying, sharing their feelings and stuff. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And yeah, we have to be very intentional about how we approach intimacy and how we approach letting people be comfortable in a space. Um, and we get better at it over time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, I think it's just really, really interesting. Like for me, so I love color, I love texture, I love plants, I love people. But outside of that, um, as a woman, I choose to definitely embrace um, my sensuality, my sexuality, uh, and my femininity. But even in doing that, everybody has both feminine and masculine energy, so there's both there. But oftentimes, um, people find that the products that you know we create. Some are for intimate use. Some are just for your interior design needs. And people always like have this thing where they just want to feel more relaxed and more liberated, um, a chance to just be themselves. And I tell them, do it, you know, 
you know, for me, if, if, if I have to define myself uh, personally, internally, it would be like the sexy soap lady. And I decided to never uh, try to water that down. That is who I, a part of who I am. Uh, but in that, it's because I've chose to embrace that and to not be fearful of it, to not allow it to monopolize what I do. It's not the main character. It's just a part of it. You know, it's just a part of the outfit. And so I think that what it shows is that here in 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 Western society, oftentimes, either things are over-sexualized or they're under-sexualized, but there's never that piece in the middle where it's just a part of life, which is what's so beautiful when you travel. When you travel to other parts of the world, sexuality is not limited or experiences are not as limited as we limit them here. And so I'm always encouraging people to take time for yourself um, so that you're more comfortable with yourself. And that as you move forward in life and you find people that you care about, you connect with or that you love, you're able to be the more authentic version of yourself and don't hide behind your spirituality or your sexuality. It's just a part of you. It's not all of you. It doesn't have to monopolize the conversation. It's just a seat at the table. And people are like, oh, I never thought about that. Or they're, they're busy becoming these professionals or having a family or uh, being caregivers that they lose a part of themselves. And a part of intimacy is connecting with people who make you feel like it's okay to release, to relax and just be you. And people deserve to have that feeling every day. Uh, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing but just, it's an experience you deserve every single day. So take you by the arm and, and you know, run with it. So for me, I just always encourage people uh, to do that. And I think your sexuality is a big part of that. Mm. I do have a thought. Sorry to take your your hosts interject co-host away from you um, better be good yeah yeah well <laughs> something that we had talked about before about sort of like the juxtaposition of like the medical institutions versus like what you're doing in a more holistic approach is that like you are caring for people in like as a whole like what are you going through what are you wanting to get out of these plants and out of the the products that we provide and so like it seems like i mean i don't know the last time any of you were in a doctor's office but everything is uh literally and figuratively sterile and <laughs> and it's hard to feel a sense of care and it's interesting that you know medicine uses that term care even though you know, you, you sit in a room and you wait a while really awkwardly. And then the doctor comes in for like five minutes and like, this is what you got. All right, bye. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's no int intimacy there. There's no, and so like, it's no wonder that people lie to their doctors all the time um, versus your approach. You are approaching the whole person. And so I guess, tell me more about that. Um, like, how the the rest of the care comes in more than just I'm trying to make your thing go away. <laughs> right. I, I like to talk to people about, um, you know, their diet, mm -hmm. their lifestyle. What do you do every day? What do you like to drink? Mm -hmm. what, what's your favorite meal? You know, at your house, if you go home and eat dinner tonight, what are you going to eat? You know, because what you learn is that a lot of things that we're taking in, in the air, you're touching, you're eating, have a huge, um, a huge impact on how you feel as a person and how you're treating yourself. Mm -hmm. For example, when you go on vacation, people are usually much more intentional about, I want to try this, I want to eat this. Their mind is so open to having a, a, a new experience 
that they usually often eat different when they're on vacation. They get the opportunity to eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, usually fresher foods. They don't usually eat as many processed foods when they travel or when they're you know on vacation because they're on vacation. And then they wonder why they feel lighter, more liberated, more relaxed. I'm sleeping better. Maybe I had better intimacy. Maybe I was able to enjoy my friends a little bit more because you also were putting things in your body that gave you some additional energy. You probably drank a little more water because you were outside or whatever. So it's encouraging people to look at their diet mm. to um, my people inside of everybody. Uh, for me, they have a little, a little spirit. It's you. It's like a little version of you. And it's a plant. So people all the time, you got a little plant in there. Mm. Are you feeding your plant? Are you watering your plant? And did you give it any sunshine? And all that's defined by you, by you. What do you want to feed your plant? If you want to feed your plant Cheetos, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to feed your plant, I don't know, cantaloupe, that's up to you. Um, are you reading to it? Do you love music? And so it's encouraging people to feed their spirit plant however they feel. But remember that if you don't feed it and give it some sunlight and water, what will it do? It'll shrivel up. And that's when you'll be sitting in the corner feeling unsettled and unhappy. So for me, it's a holistic approach. Looking at uh, what you put into your body where you're taking your body every day, what you're putting it through, how you're decompressing it and how you're interacting with others um, and how you're you're meeting your personal goals. Not everybody's race is at 100 miles per hour. Some people need 75 miles per hour or 50. You're not wrong for that. And so I care so much about the whole person, uh, even things as simple as taking off your shoes and walking around outside. I know it's crazy. Walk in the grass because it connects you. It's called grounding. I want you to be grounded. I want you to be connected to the earth. I want you to feel because while you're walking, you're going to start thinking. And as you think, you're going to think about how you feel. Man, this grass feels good. It's kind of cool to the touch. Mm, I didn't even know we had dips in the yard like that. And before you know it, you're so connected and focused on having this experience in the moment with your feet, just simply touching the earth, um, that it kind of brings you into a place of, of peacefulness. Um, and to go within yourself, there's so much noise in the environment and in life. Our phones are ringing, there's social media, there's work, there are all these commitments. But to ground yourself is to give yourself more of what it needs. And so for me, I'm really big on people and what they put in their body and how they also release from their body um, and what they're releasing and being intentional on in that. And so for me, it's definitely the whole person. I have some um, amazing physicians that reach out to me that I come and I do house calls for them. And um, it's always an honor because they have studied in the field of medicine, but there are many areas that got neglected in that process and nutrition and spirituality and um, mental well-being have been missing from that. And so while we're working to get more connected, I enjoy showing them how powerful that connection is for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So definitely the more intimate um, connection with them and encouraging them to to share their secrets. So one thing that I get a lot is I learn a lot about people through their secrets. People tell me all kinds of things, things I've never told other people. And I love it because there's no judgment. You know, whatever you enjoy, how does it make you feel? And they go, I never thought about that. So like, take yourself to that place. Literally, when you're doing whatever that thing is, how do you feel? Somebody go, I don't know, makes me feel warm. Really? You like being warm? Well, yeah. Well, what kind of warm sensations can we develop? You know, and suddenly they never thought about the act they were doing and how it made them feel. They just liked the way they felt. When we start getting to the root of how it makes you feel, you know, what we learned is that that's the feeling they're chasing. They're chasing the experience to get the feeling. 
What is the feeling? Why do you feel that way? When did you start feeling that way? What feels great about it? And do you need that every single day? You know, if you're if you're an adrenaline junkie, you love the thrill. It's the excitement. It's the spontaneity. It's the edge. So every day, what do you do that makes you feel like the thrill is there? So for me, it's connecting to the why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here. <laughs> I love it. See, I knew you were great. I have been loving this conversation. This is, I feel like these are recurring ideas in the community that started off as a whisper and then they became a a light talk and they're getting louder. And I, I think, I always think about the oneness of things. And I think that, you know, we do have so many distractions. We do have these multiple copies of ourselves that we produce for the outside world. You know, we're a professional on this end. We're um, crazy and carefree on this end. And I think that it causes us to neglect really at the heart of things, like you were mentioning, what's happening on the inside and 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 just bringing it all together to focus on that that one thing that is important for us to be well. And then when that happens, we can look at our community as one to be well too. So I, I just love the interconnectedness of all of the ideas that are happening in the room today. Absolutely fantastic. Let's shake it up a bit. I've been asking questions. You've been asking questions. Crystal, do you want to ask us a question today? I do want to ask you a question. So I'd like to know, um, when it comes to intimacy, what are some things that you're the most fearful of in intimacy? Ooh, that's a good one. I think for me personally, it is the type of intimacy when I have to look back at myself. For me, the challenging things are when I am around people and it's a good thing to be challenged in this way. For me, it's being in spaces where I have to really look back and worry about how I'm feeling in a space. I am actually very introverted. I don't get out a lot um, outside of home and work. And when I have colleagues and good friends, I'm as as open and carefree as can be. But Really, when I go out into public spaces, it is very much a persona or another self I'm I'm putting on to protect and safeguard my personal energy um, because I grew up a life of being a constant giver and not a receiver of people's time and energy. So for me, I'm always scared of um, people's reactions, people's uh, perception of me. And not wanting to acknowledge that the, the the fear and the anxiety I have is really something that I feel about myself, not how they feel about me. So in a condensed version of all of that intimacy for me can be scary when there is that two-way communication of you getting to see yourself through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like. It makes sense. Uh, I think for me, the there is that fear of rejection that we, you know, intimacy is an opening up of the the deepest parts of yourself. And yeah, I mean, I think 
like socially human wise, we are very afraid to be rejected. And so, yeah, like I, I make it a habit to ask other people about themselves. And then I try because of the, I don't know what it is, the, the demon of the ego or whatever that is like looming over my shoulder. That is like, I have this thing and this thing and this thing. And if like, if I start opening it up too much, then people are like, all right, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's a, a bit of that fear of rejection, which is always juxtaposed with this very strong desire to be understood. And uh, as a creative myself, it is like I'm making stuff because I want to be understood in a very uh, intimate way or in a very different way, in a very creative way. And so the, the hard part is that like, especially in making music or making podcasts is that I'm making a thing and putting it out there and hoping that people will enjoy it, will partake in it, will discuss it, whatever it is. And there's that little fear, which is like, what if they don't like it? <laughs> what if they don't like me? And so, yeah, it can be really scary. And of course, the best way I've learned to keep that at bay is to just keep doing it and to just keep sharing myself and being vulnerable and being really open so that even whenever the rejection does happen, which really kind of doesn't happen very much anyways, but even when it does, it's less scary because I've done it so many times. And then also, if I am rejected, then maybe this isn't the person whose energy I need to be, you know, partaking in. Right. So, yes, that fear of rejection, but also uh, to continue to do it so that that fear reveals itself to not have any teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's, uh, it's more of a, with intimacy and connecting with others, it's like you said, I'm an artist too. And, um, I've had multiple careers. And so I'm really, really comfortable with rejection. Mm. It means nothing to me. Mm. You can reject, but I was trained that way. So you can reject and I'm like, oh, okay. Cause no is really like maybe later. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like a hard fast no. But if not, it just means maybe later because you don't even know what you're missing. You know, it's kind of like going on an opportunity and somebody overlooks you and they come back a week later and go, we, we were thinking, second thought, something didn't work out, you know, and so things can change. So for me, rejection is comfortable, but it's but it's the transparency when sharing with others. And my desire is for me to always share with a person that is open and receptive to people being different. And I think sometimes the discomfort comes when there's somebody who may not be as open to discomfort and they make the other people feel uncomfortable. See, that for me is like, oh, uh, no, because I like people to feel welcomed. Um, so I completely understand. Definitely. And as an artist, I always want people to, they don't have to love what I'm creating. I simply want them to understand. Like you said, I want them to understand the creation, the intent behind it. Um, what my desire was for you to perceive. Um, but now I want to hear what your perception was because maybe you thought or had an experience very different than what I ever expected somebody to say or hear. And so that's what I desire. I desire for them to have a full experience and sometimes, you know, 
the anxiety can come with, did they have the experience? Did we connect the way I, you know, I was kind of hoping we would? Um, so that's, that's kind of where I sit with the two. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has been a fantastic, absolutely lovely episode. I wanted to ask both of you if you could leave a message for our listeners regarding if someone was wanting to be intentional and take time to allow space for intimacy in their lives. What is one small thing that they could do? What is one small thing that we can do in our daily lives? Sure. I think know yourself is in every sense of that phrase. And so you're more able to be intimate with others if you are intimate with yourself. If you know yourself, you know what you like, you know what you feel comfortable with. And a lot of times, maybe there's not a lot of opportunities with other people to really introspect about like, oh, well, sure, I'm so worried about them, Mm -hmm. but like, what do I want? And what do I need? And so, yeah. Get to know yourself. What do you want? Whether that is in a sexual context, whether that is in a uh, relational context, in a friendship context. What do I want? What is making me uncomfortable in the situation? Why do I feel this way? So, yeah, know yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you hit it on the head. I think for me, I would say try to give yourself 30 extra minutes a day. And whether that means... 30 minutes at night or 30 minutes early extra in the morning so that you spend that time just on you. Only things you want to think about, things you you want to work on, only you, because you're worthy of that. Um, and I think being honest with yourself as an adult about friendships, friendships are very difficult as an adult. When you're a kid, they're much easier. You go to a playground, you go to school, you go to places, right? But as an adult, once you become more comfortable with who you are, you find that your friendships sometimes change and your relationships in life change. And people feel very bad about saying, I'm having a hard time making friends or finding friends as an adult. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's harder because your schedule changes. You go to work, you go home, right? Well, if those are the two places you go and you know all your coworkers and you've exhausted those relationships to the extent they can go to, then you didn't leave any personal space for yourself. And so I've met a lot of adults who secretly struggle with making friends. And they're like, man, I lost my high school friend or my college friend and, or my neighborhood. We were best friends. And they want friends that they can just vibe with and have an intimate relationship with where they can share things. I think being honest that friendship is important for life and that being an adult, it's hard to make a friend. And so I encourage people to take 30 minutes for themselves to think about what that means for them and how that feels. Excellent. Excellent. And I, and I want to add as well, accepting of self. So I'm hearing to know yourself, to tend to yourself mm-hmm. and to be okay with yourself. What else? Just, oh, I'm so excited. I'm glad you're here. I always feel like everyone who comes in the studio comes with great intent and reason and that they were absolutely meant to be here. I'd like for you to share one more time how folks can follow you, get in touch with you, and perhaps inquire about your services and offerings. I think that the world needs to know about you, Miss Crystal. Oh, <laughs> well, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Sage and Elm Apothecary. 
Um, and, you know, we have a wonderful website, sageandapothecary.com, where you can reach out to me, uh, whether you want to shop, whether you want to book. Um, and then we can connect with you further because every day we strive to uh, be a part of your life using plants and things that nature gives us. So it just be an honor. And I've had a wonderful time being with you today. So I appreciate it. So glad. And uh, will there will there be a podcast coming soon? There will be a podcast coming soon. So we're, we're working on one that makes it uh, awesome for awkward people to feel like the MVP. Righteous. Well, thank you so much again. This has been Breaking Ice, Building Bridges and... Keep on keeping on. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Connecting a community through conversation. Breaking Ice, Building Bridges is the Possibilities Community Podcast Platform. Thanks for tuning in.